Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes, the podcast where we take a colorful look at life, diversity, and the game of golf from the other side of the green. Over the next hour and change, you will definitely hear explicit perspectives penetrating your ear. Enjoy! Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Negro, please. Breathe, Negroes. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Breathe, Negroes. Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, we're Negroes. Negroes. What's up, Sugar Free? How you doing, man? Chilling, man. What an introduction. So, you gonna get that also? Uh, I don't know about that. We'll see how I'm feeling. All right. Well, you know, I'm. Uh, our podcast is hit minimum wage. Yeah, like it. That works. I like it. Love it. Thank you all for tuning in. Yes, indeed. Uh, what's the rundown for this week? Okay, this episode we're gonna cover the Tiger News of the Week and some Tiger News of the Week. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, the PGA Wells Fargo Championship from last week in the Honda LPGA Thailand event. Um, we're going to get into this week's AT&T Byron Nelson, not Allen tournament. Um, we're going to get into <laughs> some diversity. Uh, this is really going to either get the conversation going. It's going to piss some of y'all off. But we found a couple of things that we're going to bring up and talk about that happened in Texas. And to get into the front nine, we're going to talk about our favorite 90s movies. The back nine or our pars and prep session for the fellas. What are we hating on? The gigging song of the week, the gigging golf song of the week. <clears throat> and it's going to be Break in the Action by Zarface and MF Doom. So looking forward to that. And then we're going to mm-hmm. wrap up with the final shout outs to close out the show. Nice. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So, of course, with every show, we tend to have some great guests. And personalities join us. And we have a couple of cats that have joined us this week. One new, one that has been on this week. Um, so we have Mr. Volunteer, the Nuga Boy, the Prince. Oh, Matty Ice himself joining. So uh, how you doing, Matty Ice? How you doing? What up, what up, what up? Doing great. How about yourself? Good. Thanks for jumping on. And Reg, why don't you go ahead and introduce the next guest? Yeah, that's my partner from back in the day. Uh, this is Terry. We're going to say referred to as AKA hot like fish grease when he's on that basketball court, giving that ball and it goes in Mr. Two to the three and killing them with the curl. Mr. Terry Nelson Jr. Yes, indeed. There we go. Yep. Hey, what up, what up, what up, y'all? Sorry. Um, I appreciate y'all having me on. Um, I've list, been listening to the podcast a little bit, so I like what you guys are doing here. Appreciate it. Thanks for jumping appreciate on. Appreciate y'all joining. Yes, sir. So, uh, like with every show, every week, we're going to kick it off with a... Uh, wow! 
Tiger news of the week. So uh, Ricky Fowler uh, talks about watching the 2021 Masters with uh, Tiger Woods. And it's kind of cool to see that Tiger is still uh, connected to the game of golf, even though he's hurt. And he's had a few guests come to his house and watch the sport with him, right? And uh, it's kind of cool to see him connect with these young guys. So, um, you know, what do you guys think about Tiger and him staying connected to the youth and being attached to the game even though he can't play it? It's uh, it's cool to see because, you know, he's, you know, even though he's going through, you know, his physical journey, mentally he's still there. So you can kind of see that. He doesn't want to go through some of that journey alone. And there's a lot of cats that are probably wanting to, you know, check in on him and see how he's doing. So I think that the combination of those two um, keeps him connected to the game in a different kind of a way. Um, But that's kind of how I looked at it. Fellas, what do y'all think? I'll go ahead and go. I mean, I think Tiger, you know, is pretty much the game, you know, for myself, you know, and seeing him hurt and down, obviously, you know, he had been hurt before we seen him come back, you know, it was awesome to see him win. Um, it's definitely really cool that he's staying connected to some of these young kids because some of these young kids are just as amazing. So, you know, if there's any, any knowledge, they'd be crazy not to try to, you know, reach out to him because, you know, if you want to try to even be anything close to what Tiger did, I feel like he's got at least a tip or three for you. So that's how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Matt, what Absolutely. do you think? Absolutely. I agree with uh, what he said is the knowledge and the wealth of knowledge that Tiger has is, is unlimited. You know, nobody else has that. Nobody has a record like he has. Why not? If he the GOAT, why not? And so with that, it also keeps him relevant as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because with him being hurt, people not seeing him, you know, you can tend to go to, you know, slide into the background. But with Tiger being who he is and getting attached to those guys, it's like his legacy continues to build. And that's what I like about that. Can you can you imagine the shit that those two probably talked about cats, you know, that was that was hitting shots and, and all that when they was watching? Can you imagine that? Oh, there was some shit talking going on, too, for sure. Oh, oh you already know. You oh, already yeah. Know. They're competitors out there, man. And mm-hmm. We all play. I mean, you, I'm assuming we all play golf, right? So, right. I mean, I, you, I don't care how good you are. I don't care. I'm still trying to beat you. Right. Right. Well, you know, Tiger was on the sideline when he said something about, uh, who was that, Justin Thomas? So, yeah. you know, he threw his little two cents in about that. So, But when you the go, you can say whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Michael Jordan saying something about the game right now, you know. Oh, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. How soft these cats are! Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What do you forty say? Table butter. Table butter. <laughs> <laughs> God. That's what. That's what we've turned into, dog. Straight table butter. Yeah, for oh, sure, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. So, what about the other Tiger news? So, uh, if you've been reading on Twitter, there was this dumbass dude running around, and he had a tiger as a pet. And that motherfucker got loose and it was running loose in, in Houston. And then the crazy part about it is, is he gathered his tiger. They traced him and this fool was wanted for murder, man. Like, Hey man, mm-hmm. you, you exposing yourself, man. So what would you guys do if you run into this tiger on the street? Run, nigga, run. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
everybody been caged up, dog? I mean, of course, dog, Tiger came out when everybody else came out. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I don't know. We knew, we knew famous people back in the day that had animals like that. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's out there. I mean, obviously, it doesn't hit the news this often, you know, but I'm not surprised. But it is crazy. But, I like, we were, I'd, be, I'd be gone. Got yeah. But you said one one word in there, my brother, that you said famous people. This dude was a regular Joe walking around the dog by the, I mean, walking a tiger with the collar. I'm sure, that, like, I'm sure that motherfucker is not just a, a regular dude. Nah. Have, yeah. have tiger. You he, have he, in, he into something. Yeah. He into something. yeah. You know, the one thing I will say, I mean, everyone, all the listeners, I mean, I, I know everybody on this podcast. Y'all have seen fucking Animal Planet. You've seen what a fucking tiger can do to shit. Yes. Tiger's gonna fucking remember what a tiger does, and especially in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Just in the streets. Just imagine you're just walking to the you know the corner store, and all of a sudden you see a tiger run up on your ass. What what are you gonna do? I don't want to imagine it, dog. I just Mm-mm. watch it on no. the internet. It's bad enough if I see a person with a pit, man. I'm 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 planning my steps right. So a pit versus a tiger. A pit, you can jump on top of a car. A tiger, that shit might jump with you. So like I said, when we were right. talking about this before, I'm going underneath. It's going to have to earn this eating. It's going to get a lot of meat if it gets on me. So, hey, All right. it's going to have to earn this. You uh, know, y'all been to the zoo, the Denver Zoo, right? They had sure. uh, some uh, tigers in that joker. They had this big, hard plastic ball in that. The tiger had ripped and shredded that thing like it was I'm talking about that hard thick plastic and he had ripped through it so I'm like why would I even want that as a pet yeah fuck that like nah cause if he put his paw if you even playing with it and you see how big it was if you even playing with it and he just kind of swing at you that joke could take half your face off yeah I like. I mean, nah, I, I'm, I'm more of a dog person just person <laughs> but anyway I mean if y'all have ever been scratched by a cat in any kind of capacity, oh, right? For sure. I'm I'm good on on the tiger shit. If I see a tiger, uh, I am gone. And shout and out I'm to our me. shout out to our boys from Houston, the Akikos, Tickle and and Freak Neek out there, man. This is your city, man. Running tigers and shit out there. Like, hey, y'all be you know out there fighting lions and tigers and shit. <laughs> hey, I guess they feel like they're back in Africa, bro. I can't do that. Hey, I, <laughs> I can't do it. Well, that wraps it up for our Tiger News of the Week. So before we get into the PGA Wells Fargo Championship, Matt, we know about you. You discussed that. But, Terry, tell us a little bit how you got into the game of golf, what you like about golf, and a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, I started playing golf when uh, when I was seven. Um, I actually had a gentleman that just took it upon himself that he played a lot of golf, uh, obviously a white man. And uh, he bought me my little set of clubs. And next thing I know, I got out there and I was always an athlete playing basketball, football, you know, baseball. And at seven years old, I just fell in love with golf, man. Absolutely in love with it. You know, like just, you know, I saw the ball do what it was supposed to do, you know, and it was just kind of came natural. And, you know, to this day, you know, I play as much as I can. You know, um, I'm not going to say I get out a lot, but, um, you know, for me, as long as I've been playing, I feel like it's like riding a bike. You know, I know what my clubs do. You know, I know where, what, you know, my, my, my yardage is. Um, 
you know, and um, golf to me, I feel like it's just the best sport, you know, it's just a, such a challenging game and it's just you, you know, really, and that ball and everything around you, you know, it's not really that person next to you. So I love the fact that golf gives that element about it. And I feel like it's one of the most challenging things there is to do, you know, and I feel like that's why a lot of people fall out of love with golf because they just give up quick, you know, they don't stay in it, you know, and um, I take a lot of pride in trying to get people into golf. Um, you know, I've kind of been working on my brother actually for the last few years because he never really golfed with me growing up. You know, it was just kind of something I did. I, you know, I found a group of friends that liked to golf and, you know, we would just go, you know, and. I would, you know, for me, I do it so much that I just go by myself. You know, if people don't want to go. People even back out on me. I'm still going, y'all. Shoot. I'll meet somebody at the course. You know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, man, uh, just very passionate about golf. And, you know, I try to get people just to, you know, figure out and keep swinging that club until you feel, feel it feels right, you know, because um, everybody's swing is different. You know, you can give people tips, you know, this and that. But. It's something you do got to find for yourself too. It has to be comfortable. So mm -hmm. that's yeah. definitely uh what I'll say is shout out to what you just said, man. Different, uh, different people in their shots. Our homeboy Sean, man. That was uh we saw some uh, E Mitch and I, man, saw some an interesting, you know, approach and swing, man. So we I feel you on that. Everyone is oh, yeah. definitely different. I've never seen anything like this in my life, but it was working. And he hit the shit out of that ball. Yes, sir. That's all that matters, baby. That's all that matters. Because, I mean, we watch these pros on TV, and, yeah, I'm, I'm in awe. I mean, in awe, you know, these dudes. But they practice these swings over and over and over. And then they have the greatest teachers, too, to tweak stuff this, tweak that, you know. And so we just out here trying to teach each other, honestly. You know, pick yep. up tips from guys at the course, you know. Um, no doubt. You know, I watch video on certain things. You know, I, I found things to fix my swing with different things. Like, I hold my, my driver and, my you know, my wood's different than I hold my iron. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, it works for me, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, we appreciate you jumping in and sharing your golf experience. And, uh, you know, we look forward to getting to know you more during this show um we'll ask you some questions in that back nine and and it shall be fun so uh let's roll over to the wells fargo championship um of course my picks did not uh do well uh well i had bryson up there and he was the closest person up there um he's still fine-tuning some stuff you know being scientific about his shit but rory rory mcelroy he 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 won um Shoot, this is first PGA Tour event in 18 months. Um, he won $1.4 million. Um, and so he, uh, you know, he, he played well. I appreciate it to see him come up. And it's funny because for him not to be from the United States, he has a big fanfare here. I mean, it's huge. And to see the crowd cheering him on, um, to kind of get off that, that losing streak was kind of cool to see. And I mean, really, if you look at his performance, his driving was all over the place, but man, was his iron game on to, to get him to win because he, he wasn't even at the top, you know, going into Sunday and he came all the way up and won with 10 under. Um, just a great win. Um, 
overall? Well, I don't know what you got. What did you guys think about about this Wells Fargo championship and seeing Rory win? You know, the crazy thing is that Rory almost didn't win this tournament because on Thursday afternoon, <laughs> he had kind of a later tea time because he had a his he, they were saying that his neck locked up on him. Mm-hmm. And he almost withdrew from the tournament on Thursday. So the fact that he had a a, a later tee time kind of helped him, um, you know, actually participate in the tournament. And not only were his irons on, man, but he had some great fucking putts. Yeah, he did. My, my man was on. And, you know, guys got real close, but they just couldn't. He Every time someone got close, um, he would kind of extend that distance, you know, um, so let's uh, let's throw it over to to Matt. What do you what uh, what you think about the tournament of the last weekend? Well, I'm gonna hit on what both of y'all touched on was his irons. Uh, did y'all realize that uh, he had uh, changed his irons this week mm-hmm. to yep. those uh, muscle backs that he used back in '17? Mm-hmm. So when he did that, I was like, oh, okay, okay, he's trying to get serious about it. And then of course it's kind of like. Uh, it's a comfort zone, you know, like we all have different clubs, but we know we have certain clubs that you're like, oh, okay, cool. I know I can do it. If I feel comfortable with this. Like my man was saying, I know my yardages, this, that, and the other. Well, with those muscle backs, that's what he used in 2017. So he's comfortable with that. He's, he's fine with that. To me, that right there brings you a lot more peace to the game. He's not in his head like he should be. Uh, it's like you, Eric. You have several drivers, right? Yep. But you're more comfortable with which one? Your M2. That's right? true. So then, therefore, with Rory, you remember, you just said he had one in 18 months. But when he was at one, not necessarily his peak, but when he was doing great, he was swinging those muscle back uh, blades that he had. And then he ended up getting uh, a model like those. And then he just changed that this week. So therefore, it lets me know exactly what y'all talking about. Iron play, I think that's what it was. He got something that he was comfortable with. That's my problem. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I definitely, um, you know, Rory's, you know, he, he's definitely a very talented player. You know, he was very talented at a young age. Um, you know, he's been messing around with his swing, you know, change of clubs. Um, I did want to piggyback off of uh, Matt. You know, he did. I did read about how he did go back to those 2017 irons. Um, you know, day one, he came out and what par like, yeah, it wasn't a good day, you know. So but that second day, something changed in uh, those those irons. And like you said, those 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 big putts, you know, and I have a lot of respect for Rory, man. And like you said, he he, he reminds me a little bit of Tiger because he is all over the place with that drive sometimes, you know, older Tiger. But, um, yeah, man, it's good to see him, you know, go ahead and get another one under his belt. Um, but, yeah, I mean, barely, he barely held on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he had to get out of trouble a couple times. And um, <laughs> he had, uh, like, the, the one thing that I will um, say about, you know, his dynamic with his caddy, like they're able mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, really talk through some challenging times and you can, you can see it like you, you know, I wish there's sometimes that you could really see kind of the, or hear exactly what's, what's being said, but you could get just, you know, when the camera's on them, you can't hear everything, but you can kind of see that they're having a conversation. They're talking about this next shot and what it means and kind of, 
the, you know, the importance behind each step. And to me, I think that that's, that's something that is something to be said about his dynamic. I think that is a little bit different from, from other golfers um, and their caddies from what I saw, but just some thoughts. The, the boss part about all this is Bryson thought that he didn't make the cut and his ass flew home. And he was in his gym and he was lifting weights and stuff. And they said, hey, you made the cut. So he had to put the weights down, pack up his shit, get on a plane and fly back out there. And so for him to do that and the place where he did, hey, I got I got to give him boss moves and and we'll see what he does this week, because that's that's major. That's uh, that that's some boss shit right there. You like, 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 <laughs> huh? What? Place ninth. Yeah, he plays ninth. So yeah, he got, yeah, he, he was four under, time right. for ninth. Yeah, a fucking jet to get back to the tournament. Yep. Yeah, his, his last two rounds is what you know got him there. The first two rounds were not all that good, but at at some point he's got to stop experimenting. Like we know that he can play. I don't know if he if he will because he's a he he loves it and he loves the science behind the game, but and he's won some. But at yeah. a certain point, it's like, okay, all right, I have this. Let me stick with this and perfect this, and then I'll tinker some more down the line. Because he's honestly, he's placing well. Like he's been in a lot of top tens this year. So can't hate yeah. on what he's doing. But if we want him nah. to close out a win, you know, do your you thing. Too big. <laughs> but just to say, he need to stay at that gym just a little yeah. bit. Do some yoga. Yeah, he needs to stay limber because he's lucky he's young, man. The older he gets, man, swigging that hard. Oh, my goodness, dog. He's going to be twisted like a knot. Gronk Shambo. Gronk Shambo. Need you to slow it down, brother. Slow it down a little bit on the the way. Yeah, it's about placement, man. Not necessarily just knocking the crap out of it, man. I think he might be trying to – or his WWE career is – I told y'all, man, before, I think he's going for that WWE shit after this. (laughs) And it's it's like – I love it. I love it. But, man, I like that. But it's like my man said, too, is knowing your swing. Every time you bulk up more, you change your swing. So then, therefore, he need to start doing something to slim that up. Mm -hmm. And because – eventually you're going to change your swing so much be so bulky you're not going to get where you're at you'll never be consistent well it's crazy you say that because i'm trying to like for me like i I have i'm I'm a i'm real big up on the top like my shoulders are real broad and shit so when i swing a golf club my shoulders sometimes get in the way so i'm trying to actually do things to kind of make my even when i swing to make my shoulders smaller I, I agree right. with what you said. Like, if you're more broad, if you're trying, if you're actually getting bigger and everything kind of is going out, I think it does change. It changes the plane of your swing. Absolutely. Sure. For sure. Absolutely. Why do you think tall, not... skinny people are so good? Like, they're just yeah. lanky and they can contort better, you Over. know? And mm-hmm. they're oh, yeah. real quick. Well, let's roll over to the ladies. So this weekend we had the Honda LPGA in Thailand. Um, of course, my pick, Lydia Ko, uh, she, she didn't win it. But the previous week she did, so I'll take that. But uh, had a shitty week in my picks. But stick with us. You know, we're we're still picking things here. Um, who was the winner of this tournament? Suge? Uh, Aria 
May, and I'm gonna butcher her, butcher her last name, but <laughs> I think it's uh, Wadding Garn, uh-huh. and she's actually the first uh, Thai, um, actually the first lady from Thailand to win an LPGA event. She won with a, a minus twenty two, and again for her first, um, for her first in uh, for her first win, and um, this was in Thailand, so that that means you know that's a that's a pretty big thing out there. Um, you know, to win in your country. And then she took home 240K for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, was a, there was a couple of ladies that were close, uh, but they just, again, it was almost like in the men's tournament. Every time that someone would get close, they you would see them make a mistake. Or, you know, as I watched some of the coverage, the, a lot of them would um, just bad, bad shots, man. Bad, bad approach shots having to, you know, um, the, the greens were very tough, I think, out there. And so you you saw a lot of, you know, instead of, you know, one and two putts, you saw a lot of three and four putts. So I think um, uh, it was just a different kind of a weekend. And then all, what's different about this tournament is that all the all the ladies, they played all four rounds. So mm-hmm. if you actually get to the tournament, you, you played all four rounds, no matter there was no cut. Um, so the, you know, we'll see what happens. The ladies take a break for approximately two weeks. Um, where they get back to the they get back to the U.S. Uh, for the Pure Silk Championship in Williamsburg, Virginia. So yes. uh, it'll be interesting, man. Shout out to the ladies playing good golf, yep. doing their thing. Oh, yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. It's it's actually been very entertaining to watch. <laughs> um, and actually, I was I was talking to uh, my son about this, and he was like, "Man, they're shooting twenty two under." He was like, I think they can beat some of these these guys that are finishing in these lower places and stuff. And I was like, I totally agree with you. Um, Absolutely. So they, I mean, they're on fire. Like we've seen some high scores for the ladies here lately. So looking forward to to the following week in the silky tournament. You know, so they can, they can drive the shit out of the ball. Yes, Red. So the go, her name is Jutanaga. Um, yeah, that's how you say it, I guess. Jutanaga. And you know she has a sister on the tour as well. Mm-hmm. And the thing I like about Jutanaga is she's one of the longer hitters on the women's tour. But she's streaky. She can go on. Like, truthfully, her winning the day, this is not her first win. If she wins the day, that girl can go on like a streak for the rest of, for like a month straight. And win, win, win. The thing with her is she kind of got that tiger effect. I ain't saying she tiger. I'm saying she kind of got that. She hits it far, which leaves her short, you know, short yardage into the green. And, you know, you take some of these other ladies that don't hit it as far, they have to hit a longer shot. But her, she always is close. The good thing about her is when her putting is clicking, she usually with she either going to win or going to be in the top three. I put it that way. She was the first and, to win. She was the first to win in country. Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's won plenty of other times. But that yeah. girl, she, her sister's good, but her sister is not her. You understand what I mean? Like she got that dog in her a little bit, and she's quiet, like soft spoken, meek young lady. Um, but when it comes down to it, she makes all of their courses and holes a lot shorter because she hits it far and it's pretty darn straight. 
And then when she gets up there, she puts really well. So it really goes down to her putting. Yeah. If she's putting well, I pick her almost every week. Intimidating. Very. I mean, women's golf They're- is amazing. Man, watching some of these women out there, you know, I feel like it, this, I, I don't know, it's sexy to me, you know, um, seeing a girl swing a club and like know what she's doing. Um, I ain't going to lie, man. I golf with some women, you know, I have some friends now that I golf with quite a bit of are women that, you know, are trying to learn and, you know, some of them are getting really good, man. It's kind of surprising and, uh, you know, actually really awesome to see. Um, but yeah, some of these young girls, man, if you watch these girls swing, my goodness gracious, if I could only swing like some of these girls, <laughs> i put it out there like that. Agreed. Hey, but let me say this real quick. Truthfully, if you a beginner golfer, I know this sounds a little weird. Learn your swing from a woman because men like to hit at the ball where women are swing. And their swing is a lot more natural than a lot of men. Graceful. Yes, very. They swing the club how you're supposed to just swing where men, we're trying to attack the ball and hit the ball like we're playing uh, baseball. baseball. Yeah, so if you look at a lot of sw- women's swing, it's so silky smooth and like, but then that ball launches. You know, when we go out here and try to break our back and pull a muscle because you try to swing out your shoes. So, <laughs> oh yeah, we need to go play, y'all. I got to see this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt. So speaking of <laughs> of silky smooth. I like to keep my skin silky smooth and protected in the sunlight. And uh, Your Eyes Only Aesthetics likes to do that with its sunscreen. So let's hear from Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Hey, golfer, gals and gents. This is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun. So protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skin Care. Available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter a coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Yes, indeed. Keeping it silky and smooth and protected. That's how we're doing it. And so hopefully the men are going to do that this weekend at the AT&T Byron Nelson tournament. Give us the rundown of this tournament, Suge. So uh, it's going to be an interesting tournament. Um, probably going to be a little warmer because it's going to be in Texas. And uh, as things heat up, you know, I think that it changes the game a little bit. Uh, there was no 2020 tournament uh, due to COVID, but uh, Sung Kang was the 2019 one with a uh, minus 23 and a 261 total round uh, or total weekend. Um, but he did take home that 1.4 million. So I just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this tournament will be at the TPC Craig Ranch, which is in McKinney, Texas, which is uh, just outside of Dallas, uh, par of 72, 7,438 total yards. And this is a Tom Wise Conf course. 
that was built in uh, 2004. This is one of the toughest courses in Texas uh, where you have to cross the creek, which uh, enters the golf course 14 times. And uh, this time you're going to have 500 FedEx Cup points going to the winner. And you do have fans allowed in a limited capacity. So I think, um, you know, that's something we should talk about at some point, uh, how fans are being kind of allowed in greater numbers, but uh, obviously uh, social distancing and uh, kind of masks required. So, you know, um, before, you know, before we kind of get into the picks, what do you guys think about fans kind of coming back to some of these tournaments? Um, I think it's great, right? So I think the players miss the fans. And we kind of miss having the fans out there and you you still have the guys out there yelling and doing all their shit and shenanigans and everything. And I think the players missed it. Now, the safety concerns, we have to be out there. I know the vaccines out there, but last weekend's tournament when they're all grouped together and they were showing panning around in the in the crowd, uh, there was not a lot of mask action going on. And uh I'm not a fan of that shit. Like, follow the rules, do your thing. Um, but at some point, um, we're going to get back close to where we can to normal um, and watching these tournaments and stuff. But I just want everyone to be safe, you know? No doubt. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that I think it's a great thing because for the uh, <clears throat> for the players, it brings like uh, all of the pro uh, PGA tour events I've ever been at the energy from the crowd. Like it, it, it amplifies guys. A lot of times it sharpens certain guys it makes certain guys more focused or whatever. But when you're just out there playing, it's kind of like just playing around with your buddies. If it's no crowd, but when the crowd is there, you, know, you hear a good shot to hear that big old, you know, that, that loud crowd noise. I mean, that really, you know, the energy that it brings to uh, the whole event, not just the players, but the whole event, it's amazing. So that's I would, what I think. I, yeah, I would totally agree. I feel like, you know, we, we've grown to know fans being at the, at the, at the, uh, at the uh, tournament. So, you know, it was kind of, you know, I watched it, you know, that was the one sport that was still going, you know, you know, felt relatively quick during the pandemic. So, of course, I was watching, you know, it was definitely different to see, you know, no fans out there. But um, I definitely agree. It's good to see them out there again. I do feel like it brings an element to the to the to the tournaments, too, uh, for the players. Um, also, they'd be trampling that grass for some of those guys when they'd be messing up. So they'd be giving giving help. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, you know, you know, you a few of those guys done been like, oh, thank God, that grass mm-hmm. got trampled. I got actually a shot now. Yeah, but uh, you know, um, looking forward to the tournament. Yeah, it definitely looks like Sunday could be interesting with some storms possibly. So we'll see how uh, how it, how it comes down to it. Yeah, then Patrick Reed can't be picking his ball up with the fans out there stomping the grass everywhere. Oh, here you go. Uh, stop it, Ridge. Stop it, Ridge. Stop it, Ridge. Just saying. Stop it. Man, why you bring why you bring up old stuff? <laughs> yeah, man. Because I hey, because I because you know, I can't pick my shit up when I go out there. <laughs> I'm lying, man. You know you done kicked your ball a few times, man. I accidentally moved it. Stop lying. Hey, yeah. so, but I ain't on camera. Hey, and then to go back to where he was, he was just talking about man. When I was at East Lake, when Tiger won it down there, that energy—it was—it was magnifying. It was amazing. But 
all of the people that was there and everything, it just, it brings a whole nother atmosphere to everything, you know, then just like us four going to playing around. I mean, that's kind of boring, you know, because like he said, you're used to seeing the crowd out there and then you don't. And if you notice, even when the crowd wasn't there, the guys wasn't really into the game as much as they, you know what I'm saying? They, they would be if the crowd was there. So I think it's a great thing, but put your damn mask on. Shit. Well, it's for sure. For sure. But um, to watch this, because you have to bounce around through many different things. So, uh, of course, if you have your golf app or your golf channel, it'll point you in the, the right way. So it, most of the tournament will start out on the golf channel um, and be covered on most of the days. Thursday, Friday, uh, be covered on the golf channel. Um, Saturday golf channel and then it bounces to CBS Sunday the same the same thing golf channel and then CBS so uh, past winners of course in 2020 it was canceled 2019 Sun Kang won 2018 Aaron Wise 2017 Billy Horschel 2016 Sergio Garcia 2015 Steven Bodwith Bodich I don't know how to say that name Okay. Names on this show. Yeah, I am. We're we're fucking names up for sure. All right. <laughs> um, I'll but with, in this, yeah, I'm a, I'm a roll with it. So, uh, this tournament is interesting because uh, DJ Mr. Dustin Johnson, the number one golfer in the world, withdrew from the field on Monday. Um, but what was interesting is that his lady did post a picture of him over the weekend doing backflips in from their boat into the water. So I don't. Oh man, he he back on it, dog. He back on it. <laughs> my knees fucked up, but I could do a backflip off this yacht. Yeah, man, that dude's got too much skill to be messing around, man. But it's All each right. their own. He's waiting. I think he's waiting for the PGA Championship. Maybe he kind of. Mm-hmm. Maybe he needed a break, you know, and I, I, I get it. I mean, you know, I, it, you know, you, shit, you ain't seen Hideki out there since he won the Masters either. That's the truth. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's getting his bread. Yeah. Speaking I, of I think the pan, pandemic, got everybody messed up, man. No, nobody's really been themselves coming out of it. I don't think. This, hey, bro, that is that is not a pandemic right there. Uh, uh, episode with him not coming. <laughs> that ain't a pandemic. <laughs> Well, I know what kind of I know what kind of episode it probably is, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man! Hey, lead 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 the boogers along. He's, for he's back man. on that yeah. horse, huh? Yeah. <laughs> just, just let him go. Let him go. Let him go. He's been doing good. Let's not send him no negative energy, man. Come on, man. Well, I you mean, know. there's still some big names, right? So Brooks Kepka and Hideki <laughs> will both make their first start since Augusta. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and Will Zalator. Is going to be in the in the building, so we're going to be good to go. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely some yeah, big think, names. Yeah, I think Rom will be there too, and um, uh, Deshambo, whatever that boy name is. Uh, one we just uh, yeah, Deshambo. I think he's there too. Bronk yeah. Deshambo. Yeah. yeah so those, are those your picks? Are those your are those your picks, sir? Uh, no, no. No, well, let's start with you. Who, so let's start, let's get into the picks. Let's start since you go ahead. Names out there. Who are your picks? Um, I'm gonna do. I actually, I got like three sleepers. Uh, hold on, before we get to sleepers, we said your pick, nigga. Okay, your 
Sorry. That's what I'm saying. My pick, my yeah. pick is sleepers. Oh man. A, so my pick, my my pick this week actually is gonna be uh Scotty Scheffler. I know boy, we butchering names, boy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh but be Scotty Scheffler, man. He was doing good in that match play that they was having, and then he's actually been in the top like 15 or so ever since. I think he has a really good shot, but the other two I would say would be either Daniel Berger or uh, Mark Leach. Huh. And so those would be my picks. Okay. That's interesting <laughs> picks. I like it. Terry. Um, I mean, looking at some, I'm going through some of these pairings, kind of looking at it. Um, coming off of, you know, hanging out with Tiger, I'm going to go ahead and have a sleeper. Let's go with Ricky Fowler. Maybe got some, you know, a few tips that he can use this weekend, you know. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I mean, don't sleep on Sergio. He's won it before, you know, um, you know, you never know what can happen at these tournaments. Like you said, it's one of the hardest courses in Texas. Um, you know, some of the guys that have won it before, I wouldn't be surprised if they play well. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think it's kind of a toss up, you know, I feel like this whole season has been a toss up from week to week. Mm -hmm. Tournament to tournament, but um, I'm gonna go with those few guys. Um, I won't, I'm not, I mean, I know I'm not gonna be even close probably with any of those picks, but we'll see. Nice, I like it. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Scheffler, uh, he's a Texas Longhorn, uh, he's played well, um, and he's a dependable iron player, so look for him to place well. Uh, I look for Jordan Spieth to actually make it come in there and put in some work too. Also a Texas Longhorn and from Texas. And so uh, the last time he was in Texas, he won. So, and it was before another championship and major thing. So look for him. And then my sleeper, I look for the big dog, Bryson, the buff cake, DeChambeau <laughs> to, to do his thing. He's always been in the top 10. Um, and he stepped off his jet and placed ninth. So anytime you can do that shit, ball style, come on in. Let's, let's see what you do. So Suge. Yeah, I'm an, I'm actually going to go. I, I like the Scheffler pick as well. I, I'm, I think that someone from Texas has definitely got a, a shot for this. Uh, Jordan speed is coming off of COVID. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays. Um, I'm not saying he's one of my picks, but I'm just going to see, would be nice to kind of see how he plays just because he was hot before. So I'm going to go with uh Scheffler and I'm actually going to go with Hideki. I think Hideki has been out here kind of chilling. He's not, you know, maybe golf really hasn't been on his mind. So I think for, you know, him, it might be easier to come through here and, and just go swing the club, see what happens. And then uh I agree. Uh I think Ricky is going to come back and do something. I think he's going to definitely make the weekend. Uh He'll make the cut. I think he's uh, has some time to kind of, you know, relax and and hopefully get his swing back as well. I like I mean, I think it's like it's kind of like when, you know, certain teams in the NFL are good. Makes the NFL better. Same with the NBA, you know, so I think for golf, when you see some of the guys that you want to that you kind of root for when they're doing good, like Rory, like, come on, man, who's not going to who's not who wasn't rooting for Rory when he was up there last weekend? Same thing with Rick. True. See what happens, man. Yeah, seeing Roy do good is good for golf too. You know, um, like you said, he's big is a big, big face in golf. You know, and when he's not doing well, it's kind of weird. I feel yeah. like you know, 
Yeah. Totally agree. It should be a good yeah, tournament. Because because Rory was like the next prodigy after uh after Tiger. Exactly. You know, exactly. starting real young, going all way up. And for him to start that young and to be where he's at right now, one of the top names in golf, that's awesome. No matter how you want to look at it. I think and the second just, biggest face in golf to Tiger. I mean to Nike to, from Tiger. So yeah, he's oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, and I would say, and then you got Ricky, you know. Um, you know, of course, you got Justin Thomas and all those other ones, but, and then Steve kind of fell off a tidbit, but, you know, he's back. But, yeah, Roy, to be, to come from where he was, you know, that's a lot of pressure, but to be able to overcome it and do good, man, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. It is. <clears throat> And before before we move, I got I got to I want to throw one more question at you guys, man, because I, I just heard this uh, heading into the podcast. But uh, this premier golf league keeps popping up, man. <laughs> like, you know, it's just that that collar that just don't stop, man. You know, man, uh, it's like it's like the XFL. Yeah, know? like it's, they're just not going to go away. I, I mean, they did come minute. out and say, yeah, they came out and said that if you can't, if you, you won't be able to play on the PGA if you go there. Right. Okay. So I so, think let me let me tell you something though. These cats is coming with more and more money to the table. Uh oh. How so much? I mean, like big cake. So at some point, these Saudi cats is like, hey, we really want these events over here. Who? At some, point, some of these guys is going to go over there and, and take the opportunity to make that money. They will take the L on the on the on the PGA for a minute. So for some of those that are not like. So Tiger's legacy is cemented. He's going to be a goat, right? And everything like that. So for some of these guys that are trying to catch him, okay, I see what you're trying to do. The Rory's, the Ricky's, the Jordan Spieth's, all those guys. But some of those other guys that are big names that are out there, like the Tony Finals and all these guys, hey, man, some of y'all can go out there and grab this loot. And people will watch you because you have a fan base behind you and they will watch and what's to say the big cat won't won't decide to go you know i'm sure that i mean he has more money than he knows to do with so maybe he won't and he just wants to break these records and retire and heal his body and enjoy his time with his kids but some of these other cats like i can see phil making the jump eventually someone is going to there will be a big name that goes and jumps into this just yeah, my very feeling. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's very interesting to say that because um, I don't know. I, I think um, you know some people will go over there. I mean, the big name that jumps over there, I don't know. I, I would say it. if it was me and I had to choose somebody, I would say Justin Rhodes would be a good one to do it because not long he has a fan base in the U.S. He also has one in Europe. So that would bring a lot of attention to it if I was picking a person, you know. I like that uh, name. <clears throat> but because he hasn't really did, huh? Just imagine if they're saying three or four mil to win. So you can go and win three or four mil, one tournament, just a weekend, and you can go clear that. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it, I, shit, I'm PGA. I'm, I'm gone. Taking a couple years off, bro. <laughs> Three or four mil in one tournament? Think about that. Shit. Yeah. I'm gone. 
I'm out. Because the level is, I'm not going to say that there won't be good to great players on that tour, right? But if you're already part of the elite anyway of the world, you can go over there and dominate, you know, and hey, and if I'm going to get what you just said, three mil, oh yeah, bro, I'm going to get that sack. Right. I'm getting that. That's easy cake. Shit. Oh yeah, I'm going to get that sack. Y'all can judge me. You know the media going to kill you. But at the end of the day, my bank account going to love me. They they can't kill your bank account after you win them. That's what I said. My bank account going to love me. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hate on anybody that goes after some bread, dog. Go get your money, dog. But uh, it was me. It was me, and if I was in Tiger's shoes, I mean, I think everything is should just be aimed at breaking PGA records for Tiger. You know what I'm saying? If you got any more thing, if he ever comes back, which you know we all hope that one day we see him back out there, you know, and obviously never we're gonna never gonna probably see the, the old Tiger, but you know. um, I think everything he does needs to be in the PGA. It, it definitely was a threat because the PGA for them to silently put up that extra 40 million cash, they were definitely worried about yeah. who was going to jump ship. And, and then were- for them to come out and be pissed off and saying, putting these sanctions on the players and shit like that saying, Hey, if you leave doing this, 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 and that, they were definitely worried about it. So it'll be interesting. Hey, this thorn is not going away, and that tournament is playing next year. And we'll definitely see after all this shit shakes out this year and it's off season. Let's see who jumps. And they were pissed yeah. they got out. The PGA was even just pissed at the that the bonus, that forty million bonus pool that I was saying that it got out. That leaked. So they didn't even want that to get out. Mm. So that's something that just happened. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, they'd be silly not to be worried about it, though. You mm -hmm. know, they'd be absolutely silly to think they have a monopoly on golf. So, right. And the only thing they'll probably end up doing is saying, no, you can't play on it. But a guarantee is once that person stops on that tour, they'll probably give them like a probation time, and depending on the player, depending on the name, and then they'll probably be back. You know, because. You're the PGA is about money. They're gonna always push the people. Me and, me and E, we've talked about this. They're gonna push the people in the eyes of who they want to be out there and who is a big name or that is basically relevant right now. Mm-hmm. And if you got a relevant player that goes over there, they're not gonna stop them from coming back because they already know the revenue that comes in. You know. Oh no. Because you think about it then, especially when COVID gets a little better, you know, the tickets are what, like anywhere from $75 to $150 to go to the event, right? Then plus you got concessions, beer, merchandise, apparel, all this other stuff. That's a lot of money. So if you wanted the big names leave, but then you know how much more money is going to be put in the event when they come back? Man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's once that they leave, it'll be one thing, but on their return, it's gonna be so hyped that everybody's gonna be like, Oh yeah, I wanna be at that, you know. Right. So they get their money back, man. Well, only time will tell and we'll see. And a reminder sure. to everyone out there, uh no LPGA tournament for two weeks. The LPGA resumes May twentieth 
with the Pure Silk Championship in Williamsburg, Virginia. So we're going to get into something fun right now. We always do this. uh, Our favorite um, front nine picks of the week. And I want to make it challenging. And and it's your personal picks. It's what you like. No one. Well, people are going to talk shit no matter what. And so this this week's front nine is favorite 90s movies. Your top nine favorite 90s movies. So there are some good ones out there. People are going to say, oh, you left this one out. Fuck you. That's not what I'm watching. I'm watching what I watch. So <laughs> if you if, you, if you're going to talk shit like we normally say on this podcast, if you're going to talk shit, you better throw your own list out there. Mm-hmm. It, it better be better than mine. Yeah, it better be better than the one that, that <laughs> the movies that are out that are going to be discussed here. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Matt, we are going to go with you. Give us your top oh, nine. Man. Mine are everywhere, but I'm not going to lie. The ones on my list, the re- the, I picked the ones on my list that I watched a lot. Um, like some of them, like anywhere from three to six months, I used to watch them like every night before I went to bed on VCR. And a lot of your young kids that don't know what a VCR is, <laughs> what we had before CDs. <laughs> VHS, baby. So my first one was, it's the movie called Twister. Um, with Helen Hunt in it, they uh doing the uh they they basically storm chases. Uh, that was one of my like top movies. My favorite of all of it was this. It was a movie called The Negotiator. Uh, with Samuel Jackson in it. Beautiful, beautiful one. Then this is one that uh all of y'all should remember. And it was that movie Juice uh, with Tupac and all of them. Love that movie. Uh, when Tupac spit out that razor, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> just went gangsta on everybody. <laughs> and then uh, my, I told you, mine are a little everywhere. Then uh, I like Al Pacino, so therefore uh, Casino, the movie Casino. Um, then I went to uh, Deep Blue Sea. That big ass shark coming on to them. LL Cool J was in that one. That was a good one. That was like one of his first movies where he was in like one of not like a main role. Uh, then of course I had Throw Friday in there, and um, I put Sleepy Hollow. That's the one about the headless horseman, and um, with Johnny Depp in it. Love that movie. And then crazy ass Martin Lawrence with nothing to lose. Uh, and then uh, Godzilla, the one with uh, Matt uh, Broderick in it. When he came into New York and uh, they messed up Madison Square Garden with all of the eggs and stuff in there. And then they all hatched. And stuff. That, was, that was cool. So that was one, two, three. That's nine. I had more, but I'd leave him alone. Cool. <clears throat> all right. Terry, let's hear yours. All right. Uh, 90s movies. So like my man said, I just kind of went with some that I watched a lot. Um, So I'm a little all over the place, but I'm going to go in kind of chronological order. So I'm going to go ahead and first one, I'm going to start with Home Alone. Um, I watched that movie a million times growing up. Um, 
it was just one of my favorite movies. Um, I like a lot of things about it. I like that it takes place, you know, around Christmas. Um, second movie I had on my list, um, I went ahead and just went with Boys in the Hood. Man, I mean, who doesn't like that movie, you know? And if you haven't seen it, if the crowd is that young, please go look for that and just watch it because it's, it's a classic. It's a classic. Um, let me go to next one I have on here. It's a sports one. It's one of my fates, uh, favorite older sports movies, The Sandlot. Um, I'm a big sports fanatic. I love baseball, basketball, football, golf. I love it all. So oh. Sandlot was just a really dope movie for me growing up. Oh, I missed this one. This one should have went early too. But uh, House Party, come on, man. Come on, man. House yes, Party sir. is on the list. It is a classic. It has a million actors in there. I mean, Bernie Mac to you just count. Just go back and watch it, man. You'll just be surprised. Like, my goodness, I didn't even know they were in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, rest in soul, man. God rest in soul. Um, next one I had on my list was. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, baby. I mean, I know it's kind of a silly movie, but um, I love it because it's still around golf, you know, and I love the fact that, you know, it was kind of a funny movie around golf and um, just a great movie overall. Um, I threw Space Jam in there, um, you know, that obviously they came out in 96. Um, I think what we got, we should be having a new one coming soon, right? Uh, with LeBron. Yep. We'll see how that goes. We'll the see King. how that goes. Yes, indeed. Um, got two more on my list. The other one I put on here came out in 1998. He got game. Um, another one of my favorite ones. I like it a lot. It was kind of a little more real, you know, um, made it feel like, oh, man, that's something that's really going on today, you know. So I really love that about it. It's just a great overall movie. Um, the storyline is great behind it. Um, you already know the actors that are in it. I mean, do I really need to? Need the name to actors. Hopefully you guys have seen that movie. And then uh, my last one on my list, Half Baked, baby. Uh, 1998, um, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Man, that movie, dog, you can just laugh and laugh and laugh at that movie. So, and I'm always up for to laugh at some movies. So that's my list, man. Nice. Well, you guys hit on a lot on my list for sure. So Space Jam, of course, because I love Bugs Bunny's, my favorite cartoon character, and Jordan's. So can't get there. He got game was great with Jesus Shuttlesworth house party, which was funny before we watched it came in to record this pod. It was on VH one. I was in there watching it before I came in here to record. It was popping, you know, I was recording all the lot re- reciting all the lines. Uh, casino of course is great office space. Very funny yeah, office that's, movie. That's on my list too. I didn't say it. <laughs> dumb and dumber. That movie. Dumb and dumber. Um, even though it's a silly ass movie, that shit was was super funny. Um, and put that out there. Man, that's classic. Yep. And <laughs> of course, Boys in the Hood and Friday. Those those are. But Pulp Fiction, a mm-hmm. great movie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Independence Day. A lot of people forget about that. Will Smith, like really making his debut and getting into the acting game there. And then Forrest Gump. Mm. Mm-hmm. When he had the mm-hmm. Nike Cortez is in there and was running, I was running. You know, he was getting hey, it. There, there's a big blooper in that movie, man, where you like see like the whole crew watching that dude run. If you ever go back and watch that movie, man, there's a there's a blooper in that shit. Oh, and you mm-hmm. could see like the crew, like it's a real quick, it's real quick. Yeah, but you can see it in that movie. But yeah, not great, great list, fellas. Yeah, uh, so far. Go ahead and um, hit it up, Shug. 
I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always going to go, man, house party for me, dude, is one of the, just, I have to watch that every time it's on, dude. And one of the funniest motherfuckers in that movie to me was Robin Harris. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oh God, man. Oh my God. When he was talking to them cops and he said, <laughs> it was like, Where Where you and he was, he said, I'm, he said, well, what's son, said yeah, he said, what town are you from? He said, I'm from a small town. He yeah. said, it's called uh, First Off a Contest. <laughs> Man, I just, you know, and then they asked him, where are you going? And he goes, well, why don't you just go home? You know, and, it, and I just, I love Robin Harris, dude. He he was one of the funniest motherfuckers to me that ever lived. Um, he was a dope movie. You had the, you mm-hmm. had Pacino. Mm-hmm. You had, you know, Robert. Yeah. The narrow. Those two in in that movie against each other to me was Val dope. Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Um, that was a good movie. Uh, New Jack City. Mm. Classic. Classic. Yeah, that's a classic. I have half baked. Um, half baked for. I mean, that's just to me is classic. I mean, that they're good. You know, and he tell me, ask him, well, what, you know, what's your job, they're good? And he said, well, they asked him. He said something about I forgot how it went, but it was like um. He goes, I'm a janitor, you know, but, you know, a custodian, you don't have to be a dick about it, you know? So he would always remind people, man, I'm, this is a, this is a repu, this is a reputable job for me to have. And I always remember that about uh, when Dave Chappelle played Thurgood, man. Motherfucker was <laughs> funny. Hilarious. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Still hilarious to this yeah. day. And the dog's name was Killer B. Killer B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm Puerto yeah. Rican B. Yeah, everything was B. Everything was B. That was B. You know. Oh, uh, but the killer, that dog was dope. Um, uh, juice flying around and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious, man. Uh, Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society. You know all the greats. Pulp Fiction, Above the Rim, uh, Belly. Oh belly. shit! I was just gonna say nobody has said Belly. Belly was, was on this too. Shit! And Did I somebody say on. Hoop Dreams? No, nope. the hoop dreams was good too. Yep, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, total mm-hmm. recall. Total recall for me was dope. Mm-hmm. Demolition uh, man with Wesley yeah. Snipes. Demolition man, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Office Space man. Um, you know, <laughs> I, it reminds me of the fucking current environment I work in right now. That's yes, indeed. It's relevant to that day. <laughs> are you Are you in the office? No, we're not in the office, but man, I have oh. fucking like, you know, when, when something goes wrong, man, you got eight motherfuckers that try to ask you what happened, like in, in you know, <laughs> and CBS reports and shit. <laughs> that shit is I, I hear you. I work in the corporate world too, so I work from home, but I'm behind monitors all day, so yeah, I hear you. Yep, yes indeed. That was a, a yeah. great list of the 90s, very diverse, and I appreciate that. And speaking of diversity... Let's go into our next segment, which is uh, the diversity uh, topic of the week, which is uh, I've named it uh, nigga in the sand. Um, So um, shout out to uh, Hackerish Golf um, and his and his show, the Black Golf Wire on YouTube. Go go give him a follow and everything. But he highlighted a story about a young man named uh, Darius Jones and his friend who went to the trails golf course. It was trails of Frisco golf course, um, which was in Texas, I believe like outside of Dallas, maybe. Um, 
And so close to where that tournament is this weekend. Yeah. Texas is crazy. So uh, Darius uh, checked in and didn't get the reception. Like, you know, usually when you check in for golf, everybody's like pretty happy. And hey, welcome to the course. Have you guys played it before and everything? Uh, Very not receptive. And uh, when his friend wasn't there, the clerk said, well, when's the other boy showing up just like that? And so uh, Darius said, uh, well, the man will be showing up to let him know that he caught what was going on. So it gets even worse. Uh, Darius and friend uh, was out playing um, and had a person behind them playing up on them. So they let that person play through. And uh, in doing that, they had people in front of them. When they got to a certain hole and they looked into the sand, uh, there was a message in there and it said nigga spelled with the rake. So someone took the time to write nigga and leave them a message out there for them. Um, there's was some coverage on this there. Um, I mean, he posted the pictures as soon as it happened. He was met with some either some good uh, feedback and some bad his own folks, black folks hating on him, saying he's trying to clout chase or get fines and shit. He gets nothing from this. I mean, when I look at his his followers and all that shit like that, I mean, he doesn't have millions of followers, so he's not getting anything from it. Why would he make this up and try to clout chase uh, the whole Me Too movement and uh, him being compared to the, the dude from whatever that show was, the Justin Smollier, whatever that dude was, just making shit up. Oh. Jesse's yeah that dude that motherfucker yeah that guy uh and so um now the course has issued some bullshit apology of course because they got caught up and it was in the news but the interesting part was is after it happened they saw that same check-in person that same dickhead that they ran into in the first time and uh he saw the picture didn't say anything and he said he was more concerned with the coyotes on the course than Negroes being spelled out on the course. So uh, this was a crazy-ass experience. So shout-out to Hackerish and Darius Jones and Black Golf Wire for putting this story out there. So wanted to get your guys' feedback on that. What do you guys think? You know, um, first and foremost, I, I give it up to uh, – what was the gentleman's name again? Uh, Darius Jones. Yeah, I give, it, I give it up to him for being, you know, graceful because I don't think I could have done that. Um, I think that immediately when I saw that, I think I might have played it out, but I'm I'm gonna go up to the I'm you know taking pictures and I'm gonna make sure they definitely know that uh my my bread would be coming back to me. Um I might have only finished nine holes, but uh my bread would have came back to me on that shit. Um and if I would have seen the person that actually wrote that, or if I would have seen one of the people that, that would have who I thought would have wrote that, it would have been on, man. And and that's just me personally. I'm not trying to go out here and, and and press the issue. But I think at that point, you know, we're all out here just trying to enjoy the game and have a good time. But at that point, you I think you've crossed the line. You've crossed the line with the etiquette of golf. You've crossed the line with the etiquette of just trying to be, you know, just right by people. Um, and I'm not saying I know this world is fucked up, but, you know, sometimes when when things are fucked up, People got to deal with the consequences. So if you if you feel you're good enough to write that shit, you better be you better feel good enough to to deal with me afterwards. Agreed. 
They they held it tight not to go after him and everything like that, but it's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a long time, man. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's a long time that they had, you know, between when they were letting people go ahead of them. You know what I'm saying? It's a two-thumb. When you're playing in a two-thumb, obviously, if, if people are behind you, they're playing ones, they're going to be faster. So this person had enough time to get ahead and think about doing that. You see what I'm saying? So that 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 to me is an act of just fuckery that deserves to be dealt with. Yep. Oh, it's definitely a prick, dog. I mean, it was a prick that was just out to try to ruin somebody's day, you know. And am I surprised? Yes and no. I mean, watching the video, I was just like, really? Like, I mean, you really took the time to do that? Because he wrote it pretty big. It was a big, big ass sand trap. Mm-hmm. Like I say, it was huge. Yeah. You know, and I was like, damn, I'm like, that must have took you a minute, dog. Like, what, what were you doing? What were you doing? You know, did you skip the hole too? Like, did you, or, I mean, did you finish the hole? Or like, so it's a dickhead move, but I mean, I golf a lot, man. And I'll tell you a little story real quick, if you don't mind. Um, I recently golfed uh, the Boulder Country Club. You know, and I had never been there. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. But, you know, every time I come to golf, I'm coming, you know, looking like the park. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been golfing too long not to look the park. So, um, but, yeah, like, just recently, like, I usually wear my hat backwards. You know, I usually have glass, sunglasses on. And they literally made me turn my hat forward, dog. I said, are you kidding me? Yeah. He said, I could, I could not have my hat backwards. I was just like, wow. So, this story, you know, it's a little bit more touchy because obviously using the N word, you know, and um, but yeah, golf still. I mean, racism still in the world, and you know, golf. You know, we you know how we started. You know, we were just allowed to look at greens and you know stuff like that. Dog. We weren't allowed to play. So, it, it, the golf's probably a, a lot of still racism in golf if there's any because we haven't taken over that sport yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted us to look and cook. Yep. That's one thing we could do with yep. greens. Yep. Well, and a lot of these people feel empowered because of the past administration that is no longer it gave a lot of people a voice. Um and these fools have come out of hiding and they're not hiding anymore. They don't care and they say what's on their mind. You see videos every other day where some some white person is saying the n-word and going off on a person in the store on the street everything so i mean was i surprised no a lot of them sleep though after that too though yeah a lot of them have been put to sleep doing that Um, i mean yeah that twisted t man don't play yeah play Mm -hmm. yeah Um, go out there and 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 youtube to the twisted t shit if you ain't seen that you ain't seen that go look for it because I was drinking them before that happened. So it's like, <laughs> as it happened, dog, oh, hell no. I was like, man, I, I got a story for that too. I was buying something the other day at the store and I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to hurry because we're, you know, it's pandemic time. So I'm like, let me get my stuff and go. And I grabbed that twisted tea. Of course, somebody came around to like, don't hurt nobody. I was just like, oh, I started cracking <laughs> up. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't know about it, go Google the video. Hey, Matt, so you live down south. And you live in Georgia, which is is known for some some racial epithets and calling people boy and and all that stuff. So what's your experience down there and dealing with with those situations? Uh, First and foremost, if you're going to be an idiot, golf is supposed to be about respect. 
That's the biggest thing about it. Even when you're putting, when you're on a tee, wherever, you know, it's a certain etiquette that you're supposed to have. Don't make a, a standard and have it be a double standard. Now here, in some courses, it's laxed. In some courses, it's not. You still have a lot of... Hey, hey, uh, hey, Matt, you're you're breaking up. We're we're getting the Autobots voice from you, Matt. We're getting the Autobots voice from you. Autobots roll out. We're still getting it. Okay, hold on. Okay. Okay, you're clear now. Clear now. All right. Um, so down here, a lot of times, what it is is it's more of the look they give you. You see what I'm saying? Um, I can't hear him. He's breaking up. I don't know if you guys hear him. Course, or are you at the range? So with the guy doing with the – okay, go ahead. I think no, you were breaking up, but you. Yeah, I think the, the summary of what you were saying is it's it's, it's the etiquette down there and, and you know, people, people take that serious and um, you have to abide by that. And, and, and if you're not, then – you know, you may may run into some issues, but sounds like these these guys were following that etiquette. They weren't out of pocket. They weren't out there playing easy e at fucking mm-hmm. all kind of decibels or anything like that. They were just playing golf. And Matt, you were saying it, it, it might be more about it might be more about a look um, than maybe them saying more, um, and maybe it's more trying to be that kind of more. Yeah, like, can you hear me now? Yeah, more psychological and kind of, you know. Yeah. You well, know, you, the hierarchy. Course, and you had a. Yeah. Yeah. Am I a little better now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, what happens is, is here, they, they look at you as if, nigga, why you here? You know, and the best way I do down here is I show you with my game. You know, and after a couple of holes or whatever, they wasn't talking to you. Now all of a sudden they're talking to you. And hey, what clubs are you? What is this? What that? But when you first started off at that first tee, they ain't saying jack. Now we do have some courses here, depending on the town that you're in. They just as country as the people is. You ain't. They don't have you on there in some blue jeans and whatever, you know. But a lot of that racism, <laughs> a lot of that that is superiority complex. You feel like you're better, but truthfully, white people I hate to tell you, we better than we better than almost everything that we do than you. So to me, that comes from fear. That comes from ignorance and stupidity. So when it all comes down to it, we're in an age that equality is for everybody. Don't tell me that blacks are taking your jobs. No, we'll educate your damn ass and get better. You know, so at the end of the day, on a golf course, when I'm on my leisure time, 
And that's my haven. That's my peace. And you want to take it by doing that. That lets me know that that person had way more time on their hand than what they needed. So go do something else productive. Then you trying to do better or saying something towards somebody uh, that is of color. Because at the end of the day, we'll still whoop your ass. And you know. the, the, what's crazy is that the, the, the golf manager was Asian. <laughs> right. Wow. So the so the golf manager and, and she's a woman at that. So here's, here's the thing. Like for me, it was um it's like look, there's a lot of things that are going on in society right now, man. Okay. There are better fucking things to do with your time. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like play golf. Yeah. You're already at a fucking golf course, and, and it's a privilege to already be on the golf course. So enjoy that. Keep your fucking opinions and that kind of bullshit to yourself. I totally agree. Totally agree. I think, you know, like, like I like where uh, he was going with the, the, the etiquette, you know, I mean, technically, I mean, that, 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 that bunker should have been raked, right? Should have been raked clean just in case my ball went in there. Like, come on now. Like that's the etiquette of golf, you know, but um, it's unfortunate. Um, I, I'm definitely giving the guy props to come out and put the story out there. Um, being in Texas, I'm not surprised. I did live in North Texas for a little while. Um, it was definitely different, you know, being born and raised in Colorado. Um, Texas was a whole nother ball game. Um, I, I believe the guy was actually from Aurora, right? Yeah. Didn't he say he just moved to Texas? I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was, when I went out there, man, it was so different. Like, I remember this one story, this lady came in and I was a manager of the store and she looked at me and she said, I can't ask you something. And I said, what? She said, um, what are you? And I said, what am I? I was like, you mean what nationality am I? Whoa. And yeah, and I was just kind of like, that was kind of a, a rough way to ask a question like that. I was like, but yeah, you know, I'm half black, I'm half Spanish. I was like, and she's like, well, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Colorado. She was like, oh, they make them like that nowadays? I was like, oh, wow. Shit. I was like, and I'm the manager, so you, I can't just go <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to like, lose my job over this. I just had to like keep my, keep a straight face. And I just, you know, she was an older white lady. Um, but yeah, man, I was blown away. So in Texas, man, for me and my experiences there, this doesn't surprise me one bit on oh. my experiences. So I got I got family in Texas as well and heard story after story after story um, of, you know, and actually, you know, for me being half and half, this is going to be interesting story. But just even when I when my mom like my mom and I went to uh, Texas a couple of times. And one time we drove one time we, we, we flew down there, but it was weird because every time that we interacted with kind of people that would start talking to my mom. And I would kind of walk up, you know, and then they would be kind of like, well, who's this motherfucker? You know, and then she would say, this is my son. We had one couple that, that was sitting there talking to my mom about, I forgot. They got into a conversation at the airport around like, it was just, you know, where are you guys from? That kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And then I walk up and then the fucking conversation went silent. And my mom was like, well, fuck y'all. You know what I mean? Hmm. Mom's a white lady. Mm-hmm. You know, so I came, I walk up and it's a whole different story. So it's just little shit like that, that people try to, like you said, you know, I think someone said, try to fuck up someone's day. Well, yep. you know, some, some, at one, at some point, 
someone's going to fuck up your day worse than what you're trying to fuck up their day. So you just yeah. be careful what you're out here trying to do to motherfuckers. Yes, indeed. At some point, somebody ain't going to, somebody's not going to be dealing with your shit. Exactly. At some point that's going to happen, you know, and I, I mean, I would, I would always advise like, you know, we got to stand. That's what they want us to do. You know, that's the, that's what they're wanting. They're wanting for you to act out. They're wanting you to lash out. So it gives them that reason to be like, see, see, you know, so but I know it's going to happen. Gonna happen. Gonna it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like you said, he got, he got the right black guy that day. He got the right black guy. Yes. He's lucky. He's lucky he wasn't a dude out there bumping his tunes, you know, doing all that. Like, you know, he would have been like, he probably would have ran up and just started swinging on people on the green. Who knows? But I mean, Hey, I've it's, I've it's, seen I've seen people start fighting over thrown hamburger meat. Yes, you have. So, <laughs> yeah, thrown hamburger meat at a barbecue. Yeah. So, so I I'm not I I know <laughs> so at one some point somebody gonna get their ass whooped. Y'all kill me. <laughs> so I seen a fight over thrown hamburger meat. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Yo, oh, yo, that's a new I, one, man. Oh, I love hey, it. Hey, hey, so classy. Hey, so <laughs> uh, on that note, <laughs> hey, stop with the racism <laughs> on the courses. <laughs> and uh, let, while we're light, let's keep it light. And uh, this next segment is brought to you by Nerdy Gentlemen, and we're nerdy about a lot of things. And um, nerds run the world and they're everywhere. Everyone is nerdy about something. So let's hear from Nerdy Gentlemen. Are you nerdy by nature? Head over to thenerdygentleman.com, the home of the periodic tea for the freshest nerdy gear. Nerdy Gentleman aims to inspire you to embrace your inner nerd. Use promo code ALARMED and save 20% on your order. That is the nerdygentleman.com. Word. Stay nerdy, my friends. And so this is the part of the show where we ask our guest a few questions about golf. And we just want quick answers here. Just nothing. You don't have to elaborate. We just want to get to know you and, and see where you're at in the world of golf. So, uh, you know, Matt, we actually changed these questions up so you can answer some of these questions also. So uh, first question, is it whack to rock red on Sundays like Tiger? Yes or no? Terry. I'm going to say no. If you got game. OK, Matt. I agree with him. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah man, it's good to go. And plus, if you're a fan, why not? Okay. Um, should a bucket of balls be included in your round when you play golf? Yes or no? Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what it costs to pay play golf nowadays? Come <laughs> on, man. Give me that 30 balls and just let me go ahead and warm up like i've already put, spent the money give me the bucket let's go matt mm-hmm. yes it should be okay because the simple fact is like you're saying you're just trying to warm up i ain't i ain't trying to correct nothing just trying to warm up understood <clears throat> so uh fellas music or no music on the course 
I'm going to go ahead and go music. and say, I mean, honestly, I mean, I've been playing so long and I was actually, as I played a little bit more and more, I've met people that like a little bit of music. I mean, if you keep it at a reasonable sound, okay. It depends on the course too. I feel like I'll tell people if I'm on a certain course, I'll tell people don't bring no music. Like, so for me, I say no, but I, I have golf with people with music. Okay. Matt? Music. Music every all time? Yeah. No, not all time. If if I'm riding, music. If I'm walking, no. Okay. All right. <clears throat> About uh, playing more than 18 holes in one day. Ask again. What what about playing eighteen no. holes in one? Yeah, how do you feel about playing more than eighteen holes in one day? On the same amount, one feet? Mm, no, just going uh, separate like, courses. So you, yeah. it, are you going to play more than eighteen holes in a day? So if, can you? Would you play three courses in a day? Could you oh, do it? Hell no, my mom, man, I'm getting too old for that. No way, dog. <laughs> no way. No, no way. That back nine sometimes is tough, dog. So no. Well, it's interesting because uh, the commissioner of the NFL and some of his players are, are his homeboys are going to fly around. They're going to play Pine Valley, Augusta, and there's one other course in one day. So they're going to play well. They ain't going to play well. Private jet going from one to the other. Yeah, that's and they, crazy. He flying from town to town. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, they can we'll, have it. We'll say two. Or, Two of those courses, they're going to be swinging the club. I don't know if we're going to call it golf. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you tracking your handicap? And uh, if you are, what app are you using, Terry? Um, I do keep score. I don't use an app. So I do keep all the cards that I go through. Um, Like I said, I've been golfing so long that, you know, I just keep everything. Like I said, I'm about a 15 handicap. Um. I could probably go six months and still shoot a high eighties without playing. So, and that's just, you know, my swing hasn't changed and I just know my game. Matt. Uh, I don't necessarily keep up with my handicap, but I keep up with my score and I use a golf pad. Okay. And uh, I also use my watch. <clears throat> okay. Nice. Um, your favorite local course, like the course that you love to play at, um, no matter what. Wow. And I was just telling uh, sure the other day, um, actually, um, Green Valley Ranch, to be honest with you. Um, it's actually become my favorite course. Um, it's a it's a challenging course to play. And then mm-hmm. I like also you can go do the. Uh, Unlimited range and par three for 20. It was 20. Now I think it's 25. But um, I mean, you can't beat that when you're really trying to warm up. You know what I'm saying? Go as many balls as you want. And you can go do all nine par threes if you want to do 20, 28 times, 30 times, you know, on that same 25 bucks. So I do like that feature of that. And um, they keep it. They keep it well kept. Matt. Uh, Here they got a place called. Oh my God, Indian Trail. I mean, not Indian Trail, uh, Fairy Fields. It's in Calhoun, Georgia. Give him a shout out. 
um, I like it. It's just it's peaceful. It's it's you have to go across the streets at times, which you're in the neighborhood, and it's very peaceful, very relaxing. I just like the course, <clears throat> and it's not expensive. Oh yeah, and um, <clears throat> so these next couple of questions, uh, we'll get into them here. Uh, how are you expanding your golf attire? Oh, myself, man. Honestly, like I was telling you guys, um, I try to outfit other people with clubs. And uh, I started outfitting people with clothes so that when I outfit people with clothes, I go buy new clothes. Um, but, yeah, I just actually got, like, not even a month ago, um, all new golf shorts. I think I bought five pairs, you know. Um, I finally just made the made the leap, you know. I'm like, man, let me, I'm tired of just having one pair. You know, let me let me go ahead and spend a little money. So, um, you know, I, I definitely try to keep up with my gear um, club wise. Um, I got new irons maybe three years ago. So I like what I like them and I'm hitting them well. Um, but I, I, I pretty much get new stuff when I give my other stuff away. <laughs> Matt. Well, uh I'm like him. I got my iron sets and my driver about three years ago. I changed that. But as far as the clothes, I go in January and hit the sales. Um, and that's how I level up. But like right now, I have so much, I don't really need to buy nothing else. <clears throat> you'd, be surprised, you'd, you'd be surprised what you can find at Ross, guys. I mean... I would give TJ you a little Max tip, too. A little tip. Right. You ain't lying yeah. on that, you, huh? I said you ain't lying on that, dude. Straight up. Yeah. Find oh, a, yeah. find your Ross and ask them what night they stock. Go that next morning, right when they open, and I'm telling you, you will find stuff you didn't even know that they even had. Mm. Uh, Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday morning. Uh, yep. Is the day is the day to go. Yep. Just You'll find some stuff in there, man. I found, I think I got Under Armour pants, I got all golf pants in there. I bought the whole, I bought, they had like five on the rack. I bought them all. Nice. Um, yes, in saving uh, time, let's uh, roll into our next segment, um, which is one of our favorite segments. And we're famous for it. And we get a lot of shit off our chest in this segment. And it's the. Hey, hey. hating segment of the week so this is the segment where you get to just release whatever you're hating on this week and get it off your chest so with that being said terry you're our guest up front you you're you're up first all right yeah hating on um this one i have to talk about it because it just got under my skin and i don't even want to say his name but Tim Tebow going to get another shot in the NFL after being out of the league for six years. And they're talking about him playing a tight end. Are you kidding me right now? There ain't not a person in the world that could be doing that right now. Besides this guy, if he was black, <laughs> are you kidding me? Kaepernick ain't been in the league dog. Like, and right. everybody knows he's, he's garbage. And he's trying to come back as a tight end. Come on, I am hating, hating, and hating. That is killing me that I have to hear that news, dog. I'm like, come on. Another thing that I'm hating on, 
and I watch a lot of NBA basketball. I love my Nuggets. Man, these refs in the NBA, have y'all been watching? Now, where are they getting these referees at? Are they just getting them off the street? Yeah. Because this is like, if you watch the game, they're getting it's them like from, they, they're getting them from close, uh, closed Kmart stores. Get uh, hey, hey, yeah, and every other store that closed during the pandemic too. Then obviously, because oh my goodness, dog, it's almost like you'll watch it, you'll see the foul live, and it's like a seven second delay. It's almost like they have an earbud in their ear, and somebody's like, "Go ahead and call the foul." You can call this one. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, go ahead and yep, yep. Like I don't even know, but I don't know if it's money involved in everything. I don't know what's going on, but the game is turning into just slop. There's no, there's no flow. There's no flow up and down. It's tweet, 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 tweet. There is no flow to the basketball game. So that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. And, man, they got to figure it out because, man, it is starting to push me away from watching. I ain't going to lie. I agree with that. Matt, what are you hating on this week? Actually, mine, he took mine, man. And dang it. <laughs> it was the Tim Tebow thing. And I was like, man, I do not understand. It's one thing to catch from the center. But now you want to understand he got the Lord on his side. You didn't tell me there is no other eligible eligible tight ends nowhere that you have to go get a old QB, been out the lead, like he said, six years. To come in and do this right now? Like, you can't go get nobody else? Or is Tebow that cheap? Hey, Tim Tebow did bring, us, he did bring us the plank, and uh, he did. He whooped the Steelers' ass. Get up. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Dog. That whole season, if you're a Broncos fan, it was horrible to watch, man. Three quarters of horrible football. I'm sorry. Like, I get it. He won a playoff game. I get it. But, man, no, no. He, ain't, he wasn't in the NFL for a reason. And for him to get a shot like this, that that is just – I mean, that's a slap in the face to every young black kid that didn't get drafted. Young that, person that's out there. Like, it is, it is insane to me. It's absolutely insane. Well, who's the coach? Urban Meyer. Yeah, we know. Urban Meyer. We get it. I get that part about it, too. I was watching TV on it today, and – Man, don't you can't give me. There's no good reason. I'm telling you, they're mm-hmm. not going to give me a good reason get, why he should, get, yeah. he should get that opportunity. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So, right. you, so you mean to tell me, uh, uh, Meyer don't know no other tight ends that came through Florida? I didn't. He didn't even never caught a pass. Right. That's what I'm saying, though. He can catch a height, but he a almost, pass. He almost didn't throw a pass either in a game. <laughs> Right. He won a he won yeah. a game and he what he do complete three passes or he threw three passes like yeah. oh something crazy hey. like, something crazy and on top of that I'm looking at it like okay you've been you ain't even took a hit in six years so you go get a that's a fumble his first hit that's a fumble that's what a liability it, what if it's a touchdown <laughs> that's gonna be a liability. Hey. It's gonna be on the goal it's line. Gonna be, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be linebackers pass. out there. It's linebackers like your Devin Whites, and they they waiting to hit him. They waiting to. Dude, Tim Tebow is not gonna be able to block Bob Miller or no. Chubb. I'm telling you right now. Oh hell no, no. So 
No. How is he going to play? This is like, come on, man. I don't even think they should. Be, I mean, honestly, it's not good for where we are in this in, in in the situation we are in the world right now to hear news like that. You know what I'm saying? And come on, man. Like, Kaepernick, I mean, is that white privilege? They're going wild in Jacksonville. It's it's beyond it, dog. It's definitely no, no, white mean, privilege. No, I, so here's what I'm. Gonna, I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be devil's advocate at all. I'm just saying, like, it's not like he wasn't working out because he was. He was he was in, he was trying to get on with the Mets. That shit didn't happen. So I think his window of time is still there. So I think if they if they want to let him play, then let him play. I feel the same about Cap. If if someone is going to be smart enough to take a chance to let the man play, play, but you know what? He's also counting that money too. That the that settlement money. Yes, sir. So, so you, what are you what are you going? I mean, you you have to you have to look at everything from all sides too. I hear, you, I hear what you're saying. He's gonna be I in hear shape. What you're saying. He's gonna be in shape. We all know that. But is he's not in football shape? I can guarantee that he's not in football shape. Wow. Shape is shape. I work out all the time. There's dudes that are jogging up and down the street that are in shape. But to play football against some of the most elite athletes that play D end in the league, and he thinks he's gonna play tight end. Come on, man. Somebody hey, pin, pinch me now. Will Smith is had a dad bod for a while. He's he's starting to work out again. So. <laughs> You know, Reggie, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie, you reaching. You never know. You reaching. Reggie, you reaching right now, brother. You reaching. You reaching. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, we're going to see what's going to happen in preseason because he'll get to play. It's probably going to be a gimmick. Hey, this is the first time that Jacksonville is being in the news, like, popularly for a long time. So let them, let them get their spotlight and do their thing, and then we'll see what's going to happen this season. So. Um, they better use them like us. Uh, the Saints use their 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 quarter, but that one white dude over there. Yeah, that's, yep, that's, yeah. that's the only way I can see it. That's the only way I can see it. You know, there's going to be packages where that fucker's going to be out there running. Yeah, there's that's definitely gadget awesome. plays. You know, it's gonna. You know, it's gonna happen. You know, he's 34 too, right? Hey, he. It, but it's. I think I heard. Man. I hear you. I heard what I heard. Shannon Sharp, I think, say earlier he retired at 35. Right. He didn't take a break. He's going to try to pick it back up at 34. Okay. He didn't take a break, though. He ain't Tom Brady, so we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see. Hey, so I'm going to go into my hate and and then sugar wrap it up. But so new golfers were trying to grow the golf, uh, the game of golf. And so I take my son out to play golf on Thursday. And uh, the front nine were playing with this couple, and it was great. And we get to the back nine, and we play through because it's just two of us and we catch up to this foursome and it's some newbies or something. I don't know what the hell was going on, but one, they were taking their sweet ass time, but two, they were driving their carts on the damn green. And when they were putting their carts were sitting on the fucking green and I could not believe it. So I said, well, maybe they're drunk, maybe something, but they weren't. They were just people playing golf, and I don't think they understood. And then on the par threes, they were driving on the par threes up onto the greens and putting. So much so that my 11-year-old son was like, what are you guys doing? Screaming it. And they're looking back like, well, what are these guys' problem? You know, we're just trying to get them to take care of the course and to speed up. They were taking between 15 and 25 minutes to tee off and find balls on each hole. 
And so what would have been the quickest back 18 for my son and I turned into a relaxing, fun time of us making fun of these assholes driving on the green. Um, so much so that the superintendent was going to say something, but by the time they got out there, they were parked on the 18th green and he just threw up his hands like, what am I supposed to do? Everyone was shocked. So newbies, if you go out there, pay attention to your etiquette on the courses, what's supposed to happen, this, this, and that. Um, and that'll avoid you, you know, being yelled at and looked at crazy. I might wanted to put some cuss words in a bunker my damn self that day. So uh, that's what I'm hating on. Um, and so I'm moving on to you, Suge. Man, it's, wow. Mm. All fucking car path, people. Just it, There's a car path for a reason. So just wanted to extend the hate on 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 ease hate there um so i'm gonna talk to you guys about instant messaging at work and the fucking purpose of instant messaging for work (laughs) okay we're gonna have just a little conversation here about that shit because i had three fucking instances of how not to use that shit just today i had one person sit here and ping me just to tell me that they were going to send me a fucking meeting invite. Mm. Okay. Why don't you just send me the motherfucking meeting invite? Why do you have to tell me that you're going to send me the fucking meeting invite? That's not the purpose of instant messaging. Instant messaging is used for continuing a conversation, getting to a fucking answer, telling you where something is. You see what I'm saying? I'm about action. That's what I use fucking instant messaging for. Okay. So then I had another motherfucker send me an email just to tell me that they or no, just send me an instant message. Just tell me they were going to send me an email. Same fucking principle here. (laughs) Send me the fucking email. Don't sit here and tell me you're going to do it. That's just some dumb shit. Like I would I just want companies to just rethink your strategy on telling people how to use some shit. I don't have I'm a busy dude. I support a lot of people at my organization and I don't have time to sit here and have bullshit conversations with people who are wasting my fucking time. If you, but I'm, I'm just going to sit out here and put this out here companies. If you want to continue to pay your employees to deal with that kind of shit, then fine. We'll continue to put up with it because in the, at the end of the day, if they continue to take my time, I'm going to continue to answer and respond to that time with the same bullshit that I'm receiving. So that's all I'm going to, that's all I'm going to say about those two instances. And then, then, (laughs) oh my God. I had someone write to me and ask me for something that's on our, 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 our company webpage. Okay. So the, the energy that you wrote to me on this fucking instant message that should be used for the right type of shit. And you're asking me how to do something that you can go out and do yourself, man, miss me with that shit. So that's what I want to talk to y'all about. That's lazy, man. Lazy. This is people want their fucking handheld. And I got to take you. I got to take you to go drink the water. And then I got to take you to the bathroom too. Uh-huh. Fuck that man. People <laughs> get on your own shit. Information is free. And use instant messaging for what you should use it for. That's all I'm going to say. I'm out. Nice. 
Well, that wraps up mm-hmm. our segment for. Hate and we're hating. So, um, we love music on this show, and so we have a great song that we're going to play for you all. Mm-hmm. Reg, go ahead and give us the info. Oh man, this is uh, this is Zarface, and if you guys don't know who Zarface is, it's actually a combination of Wu Tang members, and I need to get this right here. Um, and actually, it is Seven L, Esoteric, and Inspector Deck. Yes, so sir. that's the part that makes up Zarface. And then we also have MF Doom on this one cut. It's called Breaking the Action. And if y'all don't know MF Doom, go out there and, and search his catalog. The man passed, so rest in power to that man. Um, he blessed us with a lot of classics that you may you you might have heard his voice. But when you really go out there and listen to the catalog, man, it's it's well worth it. Um, and he went under a bunch of different kind of different kind of rap names. So there's a diff- there's different catalogs out there. But go check him out, man. He's a great storyteller. Yep. So here we go. Break in the action. Okay. Okay. So surviving, dude so conniving, never stop driving. They pussy like I don't let them sit behind you when you're driving. Might even think you're talking about them when you're rhyming. Or to keep this toolie in the lining. Or to thank the good Lord that you ain't the type to line them. Ain't nobody in business. Why they always spying? Type of citizens find nothing, get to lying. Turn the world against you, even your men's buying. It's a dirty game, getting hectic, real tiring. Top it off, now they're playing victim in a violin. Dripping the color envy, more greener than Ireland. Surrounded by snakes, more meat than the lion's den. You're talking too much. Can't remember why or when. Got you feeling guilty, Jedi tricks on the mind again. Think you eat a dick with chips, hit a Heineken. Action, action, As I continue action, where we left action. off. As I continue where we left off, action. As I continue where we left off, the rebel the villain, the rebel the villain. People saying it's all like ASMR, the cold crush on my beat. Now we rock the cash bar. ES is back at him, savage like Black Adam. Fast track in the back and forth, the blast at him. You ain't worthy, so you don't get no reply. But keep an open eye, we kick it like Cobra Kai. And we the crew leading. Nice. Breaking the action. That's some hip hop right there for sure. Mellow beats, mellow jazzy, you know, some some tribe feeling, some woo feeling. It was, it was pretty dope. So, uh, shout outs to that. So, we're wrapping up our show. We want to give everyone a chance to give their final shout outs. So, Terry, give your final shout outs. Tell people where they can find you and anyone you want to shout out. I'll just shout out uh, both of you guys. Everybody, you know, having me on today for sure. Uh, I want to shout out, you know, my family um, right now has been a kind of a tough time right now. We had something, some, a death in the family. So I want to shout out all the family. I know we're hurt. you guys are hurting, thinking about all you guys. Um, death is tough, but we got to keep pushing. Um, I'm always here for you guys. If you ever need anything, um, you guys can find me online, um, Instagram, uh, on Instagram, I think I go by T Nail the Barber, also a licensed barber in the state of Colorado. So um, get at me. We know when this pandemic's over. If you ain't got a barber, man, I got you. Um, again, appreciate you guys having me on today. Word. Matt, any shout outs? Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank both of y'all for having me on again. Thanks for introducing me to this new young man right here. 
Uh, can't wait to come to Denver and uh, get on y'all head uh, in this little game of golf. Um, <laughs> I'd like to also give a shout out to uh, the people that are dealing with family members with Alzheimer's. And because uh, my grandmama has Alzheimer's and we're dealing with it. And just let you know, be patient and be kind. It's an illness and it's tough. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm uh, <clears throat> Facebook and uh, Instagram is Matt Prince 76. And that's all, gentlemen. Suge, shout out. Yeah, always, you know, to the fam, uh, to the fellas, to UE. Uh, thank you for joining uh, the listeners. Um, you know, and I just want to say again, mental health is a big thing. Um, I was reading a story earlier where I believe that someone, uh, was, was held at gunpoint at a target over Pokemon cards. So I think that this is, uh, this, this society, man, is getting a little fucking out of control in a lot of different ways. And again, mental health is a big thing. If you have a problem, go talk to somebody, man, please reach out to somebody. Even if it's, you can reach out to me, man at Kalua 78 on on uh on twitter um if you ever you know just shout out i mean just if you ever need something hit us up on don't be alarmed or negroes.com you know um we there's ways to reach us there so um on our twitter and our instagram we'll talk we'll talk with you we'll chop it up with you um you know again mental health is a big thing so i just want to throw that out there um, check in on your folks, man, your family, your friends. Make sure that people are cool. Word. And I would like to shout out my fam bam because they're the jam and they, you know, I appreciate them and my lovely lady, of course, and uh, the Hard Knock Slice crew. And I hope you guys are getting your game together for the tournament. The weeks are coming and uh, excited to get out there and play with you guys. And shout out to all the moms for Mother's Day. Um, yep. We passed this Mother's Day, and, and Reg and I had lost our moms um, a couple years ago, and um, I just appreciate the moms out there. Um, my mom helped me put the – she put the hustle and the don't quit attitude in me, and this is why I'm able to create and put out brands and podcast and have fun because she said you can do anything, and uh, I appreciate it, and I'm finally getting back to myself, so – uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, and we appreciate you. And to the listeners, to all our guests, our guests today, Terry and Matt, we appreciate you coming on and taking your time. Matt, you're in a different time zone. You stayed up for us. Uh, we just appreciate you. Our show is growing. We're getting exposure. We like what we're doing, and uh, we're just going to keep riding this train until the wheels fall off. So, uh, Shug, go ahead and close us out. Hey, like I always say, man, take care of yourself. Uh, take care of each other. And like you said, Thank you to all the mothers and uh, always, you know, remember where you come from because it's important, but always share that, share that knowledge with other people and uh, we'll all be in a better place. Yes, sir. And like that, we're out. Rawr. Peace. This is El Negro. This is El Negro. El Negro.